Good morning. Welcome to College Mennonite Church. This time of singing together before the worship service starts. This is actually a part of worship. It's getting our hearts and minds and voices ready to praise our God. Let's begin with number one in the hymnal worship book. He, uh, what is this place? Number one in the blue hymnal worship book. continue with number 448 in the same book. Number 448, something we each need to do every morning. Awake, awake, fling off the night. 448. Oh, we'll run, we must strike and 
number 343. My hope is built on nothing less. Number 343.
And finally, number 366, God of grace and God of glory. Number 366.
Good morning. Buen dia. We want to welcome everyone who's viewing us online, who's listening to us through radio, and to all of those who are watching us through broadcasts. We also want to say good morning to the college students, any one of them who are here, and to everyone who's in this space this morning, blessings to you for being here this morning. Now I want to invite you to join me in the call to worship. Seek God and you will live. Busca a Dios y vivirás. Seek the one who makes the seven stars and Orion, who turns the shadow of death into morning and makes the day dark with night, who calls the waters of the sea and pours them out upon the face of the earth. Dios es su nombre. Let's continue in worship with song. I invite you to turn in your blue hymnal worship book to number six here in this place. And I invite you to stand as you are able. Number six.
We'll continue with number four, I'm sorry, 511, in the same book, the hymnal worship book, God Who Touches Earth With Beauty. This morning in our prayer time, we have a few petitions, prayers. We want to thank God because Merle Nofsinger is having good progress. He is now in rehabilitation. Elaine Schrock is also in rehabilitation. Janet Yoder is still in Goshen Hospital, so we ask for prayers for her. So, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your mercy, your grace, your compassion. We thank you, Father, for the multiple blessings that we receive daily. We recognize that we are a blessed people. And we present to you this morning, Merle, that he may continue to progress in his rehabilitation. We ask for Janet, and we also present to you Elaine, 
that she as well could continue good progress. We ask for others who have not been mentioned, who as well need for you to walk with them, for you to strengthen them. We pray for their families, and we ask that you would accompany them all. Thank you for the good care that you have provided each one of these families. Thank you for the institutions of health, for all the people who dedicate themselves to the study of the human body. Thank you for the wisdom and knowledge that they have so that they can serve those who are in affliction. Father, we also present to you this morning our community here, Goshen. There are many needs that are known to us and many more that are not known to us. But we as your people, Lord, help us touch those who are close to us, those who we can touch. Let us give a good word. Let us lift up their spirit, give them hope, Show them, Lord, the way to go. We ask, Father, that you give us the words to say, that you would guide us as we go about our week, at work, wherever we're at, that you would use your people here to touch the residents here in Goshen. And even when we travel out of this area, that we may reach and touch souls This is a hurting nation, many needs. You know what's happening in our politics, what's seen publicly, and what's done privately. Lord, we ask that you would intervene. Scripture says that when the just reign, the land is full of gladness and blessings. Reach our communities, we ask. All those who are listening to us through radio, through TV, Lord, through online, whatever their needs might be, we ask that you would bless them as well. We ask for the Latin community, Lord. Many of my brothers and sisters are scared, concerned, restless. Some are confused. We ask, Lord, that as they come to this place, CMC, that this house would embrace them, that we would walk with them, Lord. We are a blessed people, and we've been blessed by you so that we can be a blessing unto others. Thank you for your many, many blessings. Thank you for your protection over our families, our children. Lord, as they go back to school, they go back to college, the college students on campus, we ask for them as well, Father. We ask these things in Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. As our children come up for a special time, please look at the screen for the song, Siahamba. We will sing it in English, in Zulu, and in Spanish.
That's a fun song. Well, I have something under this cloth here, and I think, yeah, a few of you saw what was happening when I came in. What is it again? Water. Water. Um, how do we say water in Spanish? Anyone know? Agua. Yes. Can you say agua? Agua. That's, yeah, that one is, that's a really good word to know in lots of different languages. Because water is just really important. Why is it so important? Yeah? You drink it, yeah. And if you didn't drink water, what would happen? Yeah, we actually can't live without water. We, yeah, and camels store their water, don't they? They have like a suitcase for water built into their bodies. Yeah, and you know, um, if you don't drink enough water, did you know that you can get like a fever? Because water helps regulate our, our body's temperature. And it does the same thing for the earth. So, so water is just really important. We're going to take this off, and you all can come. Sorry if I got you there, Violet. You all can come around this tub, and I think there's enough space to put one hand in the water. Because sometimes it's nice to just feel what we're talking about while we talk about it, isn't it? And um, let's see, can we maybe sit sideways because we've got two more kids here who need to get a hand in the water. You know what, Ryan? You might be able to get in right over here. You want to come up, Andrew? You want to feel some water? That's okay. You don't have to. All right. Um, so I was doing some research about water. Do you know what percentage of your brain is made up of water? Is that just one hand, please, buddy? Huh? Close to 98%? Well, it's not quite that much, but it is a lot. 
It's higher than 50, lower than 98. 60, higher than 60. 70. Higher than 70, lower than 80. Seventy-five, yes. 75% of your brain is water. That's a whole lot of water going on in that brain. And um, what are some of the things that water does on the earth? Can you think of things that water does on the earth? Come on up, Lydia, if you want to get a hand in there. Yeah, what do you think, James? Hmm? Helps plants grow. Yes, water is very important for helping plants grow. Um, now, we're, we're having a lot of fun with water, and it's getting a little splashy. So let's work on not forming hurricanes in the water. Which brings us to another thing. What else can water do on the earth? It can form hurricanes. It can be destructive, can't it? Yeah, there's... Well, there, we're kind of in the season where there always seems to be a hurricane somewhere. There was a really big hurricane that hit the Bahamas, wasn't there? Yeah, it can cause a lot of destruction. And even when it's not a hurricane, I don't know how many of you remember the flooding that was in Goshen about uh, almost two years ago. So it can be pretty destructive, but it's also really important for making things grow, isn't it? Okay, now hands out of the water for just a moment. Guess what fact I came across that I thought was pretty amazing? So there's the same, oop, oop, we're okay. Um, there is the same amount of water on the earth now that there was when the earth was formed. And according to the website I got this from, which seems fairly trustworthy, that means that this water, or the water you get out of your faucet at home, um, might contain molecules, like the little bits, that the dinosaurs drank. Think about that. Okay, touch it. Dinosaur slobber. Ew, <laughs> Isn't that cool? That is kind of, kind of fun to think about. There could be water in there that the dinosaurs drank, or molecules yeah. in there. <laughs> Yummy? <laughs> Makes you want to drink more water, doesn't it? <laughs> All right. Well, now, water is a resource that um, everyone needs, and some people have enough, like we all have enough kind of because of where we live, and some people in the world don't have enough water, and we've talked about that some in church before. Um, and part of our job, part of all of our job, is to help there be enough water for everybody. Okay, no splashing each other, guys. Have a seat. So I have something for you. And after we pray together, I'm going to ask for a couple helpers to help pass these out for everyone. Yeah, Sophia, let's have you do it. And Elliot, that sounds good. Um, and this, this has ideas of how you, at home, can work at conserving water. So take this home to your grown-ups and look at it with them. And maybe your family can choose two ways, or one way even, and it can be on this list or something else you think of, to work at conserving water better at your homes. And then, you see at the top, there's hashtag CMC Kids Conserve. 
So if you post it on social media with that hashtag, we can collect it and see what all college Mennonite kids are doing to conserve water. Okay? And we can even, maybe we can even show that on Wednesday night. If you come on Wednesday night for, for our family night at church, you can even maybe scroll through some pictures and see what kids are doing to conserve water. Okay? All right, let's pray together. So I'm going to let you get your hand in that water one more time for something to do for our prayer. Get your hand in and take it out, and then you can either rub it on your hands, or you can put it on your face or your arms, but only yourself. Do not touch anyone else, please. And let's pray while you feel that water. God, thank you for the precious resource of water. Thank you for the way that it gives life and sustains life. Help us to be good stewards of this water and to live in a way that there's enough for all. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Sophia, and did you change your mind on helping Elliot? Okay, Sophia and Brianna, how about if we have the two of you pass these out, and everyone can grab worship bags and grab some conservation ideas and head back to your seats. As the children go back to their seats, I invite you to turn in the hymnal worship book to number 62, Water is Great, and God is great, and we are celebrating the name of God today. Who is so great a God as our God? And I'm sorry, but this is a song you have to stand up to sing. So if you are able, please stand. This morning, Phil Waite, team leader for the pastoral team here, will be the preacher. And so let's pray. Eterno Dios, usa tu siervo para tu gloria y para tu honra. Eternal God, use your servant for your honor and your glory. Amen. 
Our scripture is found in the book of Psalms, chapter 77, beginning with verse 11. I will call to mind the deeds of the Lord. I will remember your wonders of old. I will meditate on all your work and muse on your mighty deeds. Your way, O God, is holy. What God is so great as our God? You are the God who works wonders. You have displayed your might among the peoples. With your strong arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. When the water saw you, O God, when the water saw you, they were afraid. The very deep trembled. The clouds poured out water. The skies thundered. Your arrows flashed on every side. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind. Your lightnings lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea, your path through the mighty waters, yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. The word of the Lord. God speaks to Moses out of the burning bush and tells Moses that he is to go back to Egypt and confront the most powerful man in the world, Pharaoh, and demand that Pharaoh free, liberate, release uh, the Israelites, God's people. Moses has five objections to this plan as to you know, why, this, why him and, and why this is, why, why, how is this going to work? What's going to happen here? And one of those objections has to do with the name of God. Moses says, who should I say sent me to Pharaoh? Who, who should I say sent me to the people? What name should I give to Pharaoh? What name should I give to the Israelites? And God says, I am who I am. Think, what kind of answer is that? I am who I am. So, I mean, just, I want to just, just imagine you, you're, you yourself in a park or on an airplane or, or someplace striking up a conversation with a stranger. And boy, you get a, you know, this is quite a, converse, quite a conversation, memorable conversation. And you, you suddenly realize, you know, a half hour into this conversation, you don't even know this person's name. And say, so, hey, what, what's your name? I am who I am. Can you imagine that? What a, what a cheeky answer that would be. I mean, you would, you would just assume this person wasn't being straight with you. Like, what is, this pers- what is this person's issue? What's going on here? But in the case of Moses at the burning bush, that, in fact, is God's name. I am who I am. I am. The story goes on, of course, and eventually the name is revealed as a a variation of I am, as a variation of the Hebrew word uh, for to be. 
uh, as, uh, as, a, as a word that is not even to be spoken among Jews because it's so holy. In our English translations, we don't even write it out. It appears as capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, Lord. Whenever in your Bibles you see Lord, all in caps, it's the name of God that is not to be spoken. The great I am. There's even a technical term for this, believe it or not. The name of God is so holy that we have a technical term to, to describe uh, what it is. And it's the tetragrammaton. It's, it's Greek. It's a Greek term. And it means four tetra letters, grammaton. The four letters which form the name of God in Hebrew. Yod, He, Vav, He or transliterated Y-H, W-H, or Y-H-V-H, depending on uh, whether you're using ancient Hebrew or more modern Hebrew. That is God's name. I am. When the, the, uh, we put together the call to worship from Amos, I liked the phrase, Dios, uh, God, is, God is his name from Amos. God is his name. The Lord is his name. And it's, it's, and it's the tetragrammaton that's referred to in Amos. Uh, L-O-R-D in caps. The Lord is his name. Y-H-W-H is his name, is God's name forever. We might think of it this way. If we're going to play with the verb to be, that God is being itself. God is being itself, with a capital B, being, with a capital B. God is not just a being among other beings. God is the being. God is being. God is existence. It's virtually impossible to wrap our minds around this. In Acts 17, the Apostle Paul is in Athens, and he's, he's engaging in conversation with some philosophers at the foot of the Acropolis, and he, he quotes a, a, a poem, and we're not quite sure where this come, comes from, but he refers to God and says, in, in God, in him, we move and live and have our being. God is being, capital B, being, and everything that is derives its existence, derives its being from God. There is a painting just outside this door and to the left, down the hall towards the, towards the exit, uh, that uh, is called Ground of Being. It's a large triptych. You've seen it Many times, most of you, when you've come here, Ground of Being, um, and the painter, where, uh, where are Abner, are you here this morning? Is he, oh, there. Uh, Anne is here. Ground of Being, Abner Hirschberger from our church painted this painting, and Ground of Being is a term that comes from the theologian Paul Tillich, but taken from the scriptures and taken from this idea that God is being, and indeed the ground of all being. That God, 
uh, is the source of life, the source of existence, the source of all that is. The theologian uh, David Bentley Hart uh, is, is kind of an argumentative and provocative uh, person and writer uh, and very engaging in, in many ways. And he makes the case that most atheists um, are making a category error. The God that they don't believe in is the lowercase g God. The God who is one being among many beings who just happens to be more powerful than all the other beings. And he says that those atheists are making the same category error that fundamentalists make. Fundamentalists of, of all religion that mistake lowercase g God for God. And think of, of God as just one being among many beings. And that this leads to a mechanistic understanding of God, that God is uh, all about uh, putting mechanisms in place. And we think about what God does and how God works. We think about the how of God, interacting with other beings as one being among many beings. And Hart argues that in the classic theistic traditions, Hinduism, Islam, Christianity, Judaism, the list could go on, but at least these, this is not how God is understood. God is not one being among many beings, one actor among many actors who just happens to be more powerful than the others. God is being. God is consciousness. God is bliss. And in this regard, God is not like us. God is different from us. So Hart says ideas like creationism or intelligent design are functionally atheistic ideas because they perceive God as lowercase g God, a kind of demiurge, one being among many beings, as opposed to the ground of being, as opposed to the source of all life that animates everything that is. Now that's pretty heavy, I'm going to use some pretty heavy stuff. I know that. I know that this is, this is kind of abstract stuff, but I want to push a little bit. Our theme for this series is lost in wonder. Um, so I'm going to tell you all to get lost. I want you to get lost during these weeks that we're doing this theme. Lose yourselves in wonder. And I love the language of the psalmist. Here you have the psalmist. Psalm 77 is a psalm of lament where the psalmist is burdened with trouble and cries out to God, and then at verse 11, remembers, recalls, brings to mind, muses, contemplates, meditates, ponders, realizes who God is. Ponder, muse, think, reflect. 
But I, I want to invite us to those verbs in the psalmist, from the psalmist this season. Ponder God. Muse about God. Reflect on God. Recall. Remember. Meditate. Take time to do this. And I want to encourage you to think about God as being. That's different. Uppercase B, being. I want you to think about God as the great I am, the one who is, and the one from whom everything that is takes its being. Think about that. Think about the what of God and the who of God and the why of God and, and leave the how of God aside. We moderns, we're very interested in how things work and mechanisms and processes and we're very utilitarian and materialistic. And I want you to just kind of set that aside for a little bit. Set that, that, that tendency, that, that urge that we all have. Set that aside and focus on the what of God and the who of God, the one who says, I am who I am. I just am. Can't, can't you just take me for who I am? I just am. Think about the, the isness of God, the being of God. Uh, in July, we were, our family was in, in Kansas. And one of my favorite things about Kansas is the night sky. I love the night sky in Kansas. And we were on, a, we were on somebody's farm, and it was this you know, usual, typical Kansas night, very hot and windy. And you, you go away from light, and you look up, and it's unbelievable what you see. It's, it's, it's unimaginable what you see. And you just look up at the sky. And you really want to, you, when you get to a certain age, you really should just lie down. And, and so this is not a good position to stay in for very long. Where you just look up. And you just stop. You just stop wondering about the how. And you start wondering about the what. And the why and the who. We've all had those moments, I think. Give yourself to those moments. Uh, the book of Amos, Amos chapter 5, from where our call to worship is, is taken from, is, a, is part of a fiery prophetic diatribe, if you will, about justice. Amos is fired up. If you read the whole text in in Amos 5, he's fired up, and he's deeply concerned about greed and the greed of the wealthy who exploit the poor. He's concerned about their wickedness, how evil they are. And he says, don't seek that material stuff, you rich people. That stuff's not important. Don't go after that stuff. Because when you go after that stuff, what you're going to do is you're going to end up exploiting other people and taking advantage of other people because amassing wealth is your priority. What you should do is seek 
the one who made the seven stars, the Pleiades, and Orion. Seek God. Seek being itself. And in that desire, that longing, that search for being, we find the path to justice, to right living, to righteousness. So my invitation is this. I'm going to spell it out in, in, in very clear terms. I want to invite us to take 15 minutes every day for wondering, for pondering, for reflecting, for meditating, for losing ourselves. I want you to get lost for 15 minutes a day. Meditating on God. Lose yourself in wonder. Now, I don't know how you do that. For each of us, it's going to be different. For me, I'm going to tell you, I'll tell you what it is. It's going to be sitting on my front porch looking at the forest across the mill race, and it's going to be listening to the riot of sound that we hear this time of year. The cicadas and the crickets and the katydids and the birds and air, all the sounds around me. And it's going to be remembering, recalling, that all that being, all that existence, all the sensory things I'm experiencing derive from God's being have their source in God's being. And I'm going to think about my beating heart, my own body, my mind, my consciousness. And I'm going to wonder and lose myself in the sense, the awareness that this life that I have is a gift from God. As a response hymn, we will sing a variation of This Is My Father's World. This is God's wondrous world. The text will be on the screen. If you need the tune, it's hymnal worship book number 154, 154.
At this time, I'd like to invite Kevin Miller and Everett Thomas forward. God continues to move in the midst of many caring ministries here at College Mennonite Church, both formal and informal. And I continue to be impressed and very grateful for all the significant ways we care for each other as a congregation and live out the call to bear each other's burdens. And I know that this care extends well beyond our congregation. One of the ministries of College Mennonite that helps us to live out this call is Stephen Ministry, and I feel quite blessed to be a part of our Stephen Ministry team. Many and significant caring relationships have come to be through Stephen Ministers meeting with those who receive their care. Over the last seven years since we began as a Stephen Ministry congregation, 49 people have received the care of a Stephen minister, with a handful of these uh, being from beyond our CMC church family. Stephen ministers and care receivers alike have both uh, expressed the sacred and holy ground they often walk with one another through challenges that life brings. One care receiver noted about her Stephen minister, it was so freeing to know I could share things in confidence. Another mentioned that his Stephen minister reminded him of God's abiding presence. Those who feel called to Stephen ministry or have been tapped to consider it already bring many gifts uh, in compassion and caregiving. And we are pleased that Kevin Miller has chosen to offer his gifts in helping to bring leadership to Stephen Ministry. Kevin has already been serving on the Stephen Leader team for several months, but he just recently completed a long um, week of training in Pittsburgh at the beginning of August. The Stephen Minister leadership training course is an intense week. Uh, would you agree, Kevin? Yes, it is. <laughs> um, we are grateful for the time and dedication that uh, you have already given, Kevin. Kevin, we are delighted that you are joining this in this ministry and that you have been equipped to serve as a Stephen leader here at College Mennonite Church. We give praise to God, the God of comfort and compassion, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others with the kind of comfort we have experienced from God. Kevin, we ask you now to join in serving God and those in our congregation and community who need to be comforted. As the Holy Spirit has responded to your needs, we ask you to strive to re be responsive to the needs of others. As Jesus has been a friend to you in troubled times, we ask you to be a friend to those who are burdened under the stress of daily life. As God's Spirit patiently listens when you offer prayers, we ask you to be a patient listener in a hurried world. As Jesus has shown his care to you, we ask you to help this congregation grow as a caring community through your own caring ministry. 
Kevin, are you prepared to nurture the skills you have learned and use them in service to others to support, encourage, build up, and comfort people in their needs? Yes, with God's help. Are you prepared to serve as a Stephen leader here at College Mennonite Church? Yes, with God's help. Now we ask you, as members and participants at College Mennonite Church, to open your hearts to the caring ministry that Kevin will provide, and to all of our Stephen ministers, and to pray for us that we will be strengthened to continue to be compassionate and helpful servants of Christ. We all also ask you, the congregation, to accept this ministry when you may need help and extra support. Are you prepared to open yourselves in this way? If so, answer yes with God's help. Kevin, may you share Christ's ever abundant love with others so that they and you may know and grow in Christ's wholeness. Because you have promised faithfully to serve Christ and Christ's people through equipping and encouraging our Stephen ministers, I commend you to the care and guidance of God's spirit as you turn, in turn care for others. Do not be afraid, for Christ is with you. Amen. It is now time to give of ourselves through our tithes and offerings. It is also opportunity to bring your coins forward for my coins count and pass the friendship booklets at the end of your rows.
Please join me in prayer. Gracious God who made the Pleiades and Orion, we acknowledge you as the source of all being, as the source of our being, as the source of all wealth. These coins, these dollars, these checks represent wealth that all comes from you, the source of all that is. And we give you glory and we give you honor and we return it to you with joy. We ask your blessing upon it that it may serve your purposes, this place and around the world. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. As we go forth, I invite you to turn in the hymnal worship book to number 427, You Shall Go Out With Joy. We will sing all the way through twice. I want to remind you about the hymn sing at 11 o'clock this morning. And as our time closes here, we bless you in the name of Jesus. Go in peace.